Hi, my name is Beth, and I am the host of the Seeking Light podcast. In a world that presents us with growth and challenges, there is tremendous light. And this podcast is a source of light through scriptural insights that I have gained through the years. Come join me as I share light in a world that can sometimes be confusing. Hello, everybody. Uh, I hope you're all doing well. I've had kind of a cold flu kind of thing this last few days. And so I'm glad that I am coming on the upswing of things. So I hope all of you are doing well. Um, I am getting prepared to teach a Relief Society lesson. And in my preparation, <clears throat> I've been um, just reading different scriptures and talks. And the talk that I'm going to be using is from Sister Susan Porter, um, Lessons at the Well. It's, it's from um, April 2, 2022 General Conference. And during that talk, Sister Porter mentioned the maid of Naaman's wife. So Naaman, he was the captain of the Syrian army. And um, in Second Kings chapter 5, it says, And the Syrians had gone out by companies and had brought away captive out of the land of Israel a little maid. And she waited on Naaman's wife. And she said unto her mistress, Would God, my Lord, were with the prophet that is in Samaria, for he would recover him of his leprosy. So, okay, so um, Naaman had leprosy and um, the little maid told the wife of Naaman that if they were in Samaria, that Naaman could be healed of his leprosy. And so this podcast today, and what got me thinking about this is that there are these unexpected individuals in the scriptures that are answers to prayer and healing. <clears throat> and I just wanted to point out a few of them that I thought about because this little maid, as sister Porter said, she was as salt. She was young of no worldly importance. And her life as a slave in a foreign country was clearly not what she had hoped for. Naaman would not have been even been at Elisha's door without a little maid. So from the story, Naaman go, um, he comes with his horses and chariots and he stands at Elisha's door and Elisha sends a messenger. He doesn't come himself, but he sends a messenger to tell Naaman to go and wash in the Jordan seven times and that his flesh would become clean. Well, Naaman didn't like that. He thought that it should be Elisha that should come and tell him this. And he thought this Jordan river is not a clean river. There are other clean rivers. Why aren't you asking me to go clean in those? And then what happens, interestingly enough, is Naaman's servants come to close to him and say, if the prophet had bid thee to do some great thing, wouldst thou not have done it? How much rather than when he saith to thee, wash and be clean. Then Naaman went and he dipped himself seven times in Jordan, according to the saying of the man of God, and his flesh came again, like unto the flesh of a little child, and he was clean. So in, even in this story, there are three different unexpected people that make a huge difference. There's the little maid, there's um, the messenger that Elisha sends to Naaman, and then there are the servants that come to Naaman that are his that say, 
why aren't you trusting this? So today, as I'm quickly going through this podcast, I just want you to think about people in your lives um, that are the unassuming answer, the unexpected answer that really um, lighten your mind, help you to understand something better. Um, like in a lesson, you know, is there somebody in the room that says something that sparks a thought in you that gives you an answer to your prayer or that leads you to take action in your life that you need to. So the, after Naaman, the little maid servant, Naaman's wife's little maid, I thought about Abish. So Abish was a Lamanite woman who, um, had been converted unto the Lord many years earlier because her father had a vision. And this is from Alma chapter 19. So she was, um, a servant, um, uh, to the queen Lamoni's queen, Lamoni's wife. And, um, when Ammon is there and Lamoni and his wife and Ammon fall to the floor, um, the mistress of the wife, Lamoni's wife is very happy. She's this Lamanite woman, like I said, that had been converted unto the Lord from her father's vision. So here she is an unassuming person, an unexpected person. She's a servant to the mistress. So when she sees that Ammon is laying on the floor, that the queen is on the floor and that Lamoni is on the floor, she knew that the power of God had taken place and that she wanted to make known unto the people what had happened. So it said that she ran forth from house to house, making it known unto the people. So here's this mistress's maid or servant who is running about saying, look, I know this is the power of God. And this is why they're on the, their prostrate on the prostrate on the ground. <clears throat> so what happens is, is the people start running to see what's going on. And there's a lot of contention and arguing going back and forth. Some of them are like, Hey, we know what Ammon is capable of doing. And from chapter 17 of Alma, we know this. Um, there's also a man who is a brother of one of the men that Ammon drew his sword and, and, and slayed the, his brother. So this guy goes to slay Ammon while he's prostrate on the ground and, um, he falls dead. So anyway, this multitude is just kind of having this disagreement. There is this evil, is this good what's happening? And I just want to show you the power of Abish, this unexpected mistress or servant to the queen. It says, and thus the contention began to be exceedingly sharp among them. And while they were thus contending, the woman servant who had caused the multitude to be gathered together came. And when she saw the contention, which was among the multitude, she was exceedingly sorrowful, even unto tears. And it came to pass that she went and she took the queen by the hand that perhaps she might raise her from the ground. And as soon as she touched her hand, she arose and stood upon her feet so here is this woman, Lamanite woman, who is converted, but has kept it quiet from everybody and did this according to her father's vision. And when she sees this, she's so sorrowful because she knows this is the power of God. But with her faith, she takes the queen by her hand and she lifts her from the ground. Um, and what does the queen do? She 
clasps her hands. She shouts for joy and she speaks many words unto those that did not understand. And then, um, she takes the King Lamoni by the hand and he arises and stands upon his feet. And when he sees the contention of the people, he begins to rebuke them and teach them the words that he had heard from Ammon. And as many as heard his words believed and were converted unto the Lord. So had this Lamanite servant mistress woman not done what she had done, would these things have taken place? Would they have been lifted up? It just shows you that this unexpected human being, Abish, Abish, however they say it, um, that though in our lives, there are things that we can accomplish when we seem like it's just me. I, what can I offer? What can I do? But look at what this servant did. Look at the change that she made that Lamoni and his wife were able to stand forth on their feet and to raise Ammon up to, and share their conversion. And that all these people were converted unto the Lord because she took the step to run forth from house to house, spreading the word that look, the power of God is here and the queen and the king they're on the ground with this servant Ammon. And it's all the power of God. Okay. Then I thought about, um, Abraham's servant. So <clears throat> Sarah, as you know, she has a son late in her life and Abraham does not want his son to take a, a wife of the daughters of the Canaanites. So he has one of his servants go, um, to the land of his fathers and he tells him what he needs to do. And this servant goes to a well with his camels. And he is told that there, that a woman will provide water for him and his camels. And so the story goes on that he goes to this land and there is a woman by the name of Rebecca. And she comes out carrying a pitcher of water on her shoulder and she draws the water. And, um, the servant asks her, whose daughter are you? And she says, I'm the daughter of Bethuel, Nahor's son, whom Milcah bare unto him. And so this servant, he um, asked her if she will provide him with some water. And she does. And he knew that this was from God. And so they eat and they drink and the men that are with them. And they tarry there for the night and they go and ask the Rebecca's brother and mother and the master, you know, can I take this girl and take her to my master to marry, um, Isaac. And so this servant, this person that has no, um, special title really is doing this work in such a way that he is providing, um, a wife for Isaac. And we're told that, um, Rebecca, she was able to bring her nurse with her. And it says her damsels. And it says, um, 
that she would be the mother of thousands of millions and that she would bless the earth. And at the end, when Rebecca is taken to Isaac, it says that Isaac brought and Isaac brought her unto his mother, Sarah's tent and took Rebecca and she became his wife and he loved her. <clears throat> so here we have Abraham's servant being obedient, going to this land and finding a wife for Isaac and bringing her back and providing a, um, an opportunity, a marriage for Isaac. And here's this, he's unassuming, he's a servant, but yet he does this incredible work that the truth is that Rebecca is the mother of thousands of millions in her posterity. In the scriptures, it talks about small things that bring about great work in Alma 37. Now you may suppose that this is foolish just in me, but behold, I say unto you that by small and simple things are great things brought to pass. And small means in many instances, doth confound the wise. Um, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> it's just these unexpected answers. Like I said, these small answers of individuals that are just mentioned very shortly in the scriptures. Think about Nephi in the book of Helaman, how he was so righteous and how much it, it's talked about in him, but it, we're told that Lehi, his brother, is not one whit behind him as into things pertaining to righteousness. So Lehi is just as righteous as Nephi, but we don't hear much about him. Also, I, I thought about um, the children in 3 Nephi 26, and it came to pass that Jesus did teach and minister unto the children of the multitude of whom hath been spoken, and he did loose their tongues, and they did speak unto their fathers great and marvelous things, even greater than he had revealed unto the people, and he loosed their tongues that they could utter. But it came to pass that on the morrow that the multitude gathered themselves together, and they both saw and heard these children, yea, even babes did open their mouths and utter marvelous things. The things that they did utter were forbidden, that they should not any man write them. Sometimes we overlook these small unexpected people or unexpected um, answers in our lives. Here were children that had their tongues loosed by the Savior, that they could speak marvelous things. So one thing that this made me think about is when I was thinking about the little maid, Naaman's wife's, you know, little maid, and Abish, that we need to pay attention for the unassuming, unexpected person. Here are these small children that have their tongues loosed and are speaking um, great and marvelous things. Okay, the one of the last things that I thought about too was Mary. And here comes Angel Gabriel to her. And um, he tells her that she's favored highly and that the Lord is with her and that she's blessed among women. It tells her to fear not that thou hast found favor with God. And Mary says, how, how he tells her, you're going to bring forth a son. And she says, how is this to be? I don't know anybody. And the angel answers her, the Holy ghost shall come upon thee and the power of the highest shall overshadow thee. <coughs> Excuse me. And so he tells her also, Angel Gabriel says, look, 
your cousin Elizabeth, she has conceived a son in her old age, and she's in the sixth month of this pregnancy with him. And he tells her that for with God, nothing is impossible. And what does Mary say? Here's this girl. She says, behold, the handmaid of the Lord. Here's this handmaid that nobody would expect is going to be the mother of Jesus Christ. And she says, behold, the handmaid, be it according to thy word. And the angel departed. And Mary said, my soul doth magnify the Lord and my spirit hath rejoiced in God, my savior, for he hath regarded the lowest state of his handmaid for behold from henceforth, all generations shall call me blessed. So here's Mary in this lowest state, this unexpected answer, this unexpected individual. But she said, behold, the handmaid of the Lord, here I am to serve and to provide and to be the vessel that carries the son of God. There was in 2008, um, a story and it was called the unexpected lesson. And I just wanted to share it with you. Um, <clears throat> there was a woman that had moved. She was, um, to advance her career. She moved to the city of New York. And one time in December, she was shopping uh, for her new apartment. And there had been a storm that had come into the city and there was like knee deep snow that lined the streets. And so everybody was very bundled up in warm clothes. And she had a really big warm coat on that she wore and she started to make her way to the train. And there was just tons of crowds and holiday shoppers. And she was waiting for the train impatiently. She said, thinking about her shopping list, when the train finally arrived, she said, she stepped into the car, scanning the seats for a place to sit. The nearest seat was a directly across from an old homeless man. He had no warm coat or heavy clothing. He just had some plastic bags filled with trinkets. She said that she did not want to sit near him because his offensive odor and his rugged appearance. And she wondered inside, could he be dangerous? Um, she also did not want to be hit up for cash. So she walked to the other end of the car and she took a seat. The other passengers also filed to the other end of the car, leaving the man alone. So nobody sat by him. She said that soon a young man, he boarded the train and he settled down in the seat directly in front of the homeless man. Without hesitation, <coughs> sorry, my cough. Without hesitation, the young man extended a welcoming smile, a handshake and a jolly hello. The homeless man's face brightened. And they began to have a pleasant conversation. They ended up talking for about 15 minutes and they really enjoyed each other, each other's company. While they were deeply engaged in the conversation with each other, the young man stood up. He took off his vest, his shirt, and a long sleeve shirt he was wearing underneath. Standing in his undershirt, he then handed the long sleeve shirt to the homeless man. The old man accepted it graciously and two continued, the two continued their conversation. He stepped off the train at the next, she stepped off the train at the next stop. She was so touched by the young man's kindness. She said, I felt guilty for my selfishness, but I had a desire to be a better person. 
So this unexpected young man was an answer of prayer to this homeless man. Not that the homeless man had offered a prayer, but so many people had moved to the far end of the train and did not sit by him. But this young man, not even thinking about it, engages in a very happy conversation, sits by him and even gives him his shirt. He's the unexpected answer. And as she said in the title of hers, an unexpected lesson. So going back to the beginning of where I had started in regard to Sister Porter's talk in conference, the little maid, as Sister Porter said, she was as salt. She was young, of no worldly importance, and her life as a slave in a foreign country was clearly not what she hoped for. Naaman would not have ever been at Elisha's door without a little maid. So what I just wanted to say is, you know, we might feel in our lives that we're a little maid, that we're of no importance, or we can't make a big change. But it's all these little unexpected individuals, the servant of Abraham, Abish, the little maid, Mary, that make these incredible, significant changes in people's lives, the young man on the train. So in my mind, I felt like from doing this podcast and writing these things down, I'm going to pay closer attention to the unexpected answers and be an unexpected answer for somebody that's not anticipating it. And remember that it's by small and simple things that the Lord does his work here upon the earth. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. I am so grateful that you listened to my latest podcast. Please share these episodes with your family and friends. I look forward to being with you again soon. Have a great day.